The ESPN San Antonio Audio Vault is powered by AA Best Bail Bonds. 210-225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Down for the count with Brandon Medina and Dan Cialata. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, ESPN San Antonio proudly brings to you the best show in the world. This is Down for the Count. I'm your man, Brandon Big Poppy Medina, here with my main man, the dangerous Dan Cialana, as always, with a very, very special guest, Mr. Stu Myrick from Sports Guys Talk Wrestling. What's going on, brother? What's up, Stu? What's up, y'all? How how are things in beautiful San Antonio? Oh my goodness! Listen, listen. I think I think San Antonio uh, is 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 on the uptick, right, Dan? I mean, we're we're getting vaccines now. Things are happening over here. Obviously, we're learning some some fun wrestling anecdotes. We're going to talk about when it comes to WrestleMania. So oh yeah, a great pay per view. Rub it in, Brandon. This past weekend. <laughs> he loves to rub it in. This past weekend, we had a great pay per view, Dan, uh, which I paid full price for. I want to see the receipt, uh, not not so, not like a wrestling receipt, but an actual like bank receipt. Right. Now, Stu Myrick from Sports Guys Talking Wrestling. What you got to know about my tag team partner here, Brandon Big Poppy Medina, is that you've heard of the Undertaker's undefeated streak. Yeah. Brandon is undefeated in not paying for pay-per-views. So I don't believe him that he says he purchased this Impact Wrestling pay-per-view last weekend until I see the bank statement. N- not the Sasha Bank statement, it? but the actual bank from your checking account statement. Yeah. Well, now, I have to admit, I have a few contacts being the, host, of, being the host of Sports Guys Talking Wrestling on the Horn here in Austin. I have a few contacts. I have a few connections. Hey, I noticed so, that. You no, know, I... I, I we get around. Times we get around. I get around yeah. having to dole out money. Now, Stu Myrick, after the show, if you can just email your credentials for Impact Wrestling, the pay-per-views <laughs> for the future, to our producer, James Pledger, and then, you know. Just, you know, look, I, I worked uh, long and hard uh, with for Ross Foreman, the wonderful PR man with Impact Wrestling, to trust me. I think I'm going to try to keep that trust. Fair You're a good enough. guy. Fair He's a better enough. guy than us, Brandon. Stu Myrick here. I okay. agree. I agree. However, we have uh, huge news, obviously, uh, Dan. First and foremost, let's talk about WrestleMania. We got some dates. We got some locations. We have uh, a lot to dive into, not only with in the future with WrestleMania coming back to Texas, but also fans are going to be possibly in attendance this year. Dan, Stu, what do you guys think about this huge announcement? You like it, Stu? You're going to be there in person 2021 in Florida? No, look, I'm Aww. look, I'm skipping Tampa for the Super Bowl. Uh, much to my, you know, heartbreak, I won't get to hang out with your boys, Jason Minix and Rob Rob uh, Thompson down there in Tampa. Don't worry, so, they ain't going either. They're not going. Okay, well then, sounds like nobody's going. <laughs> um, so I sure I'm sure not going to go down there for you know WrestleMania. I. Th- I think it's I think it's interesting. I think it is hopeful that they have fans. I'll be interested in seeing what the what they will allow because we've seen it throughout the sports world, particularly in the NFL. We're talking about Raymond James Stadium, the home of the Buccaneers or the Brainiers or whatever you want to call them. Uh, you wonder what percentage of the stadium will be there, and it's interesting that they save that they decide to do twenty twenty two. At Jerry World, 
because assuming things go well, like you mentioned the vaccines and, yeah. and everything, and we finally get past this pandemic, that will likely be the first WrestleMania where they can blow it out. Go they can out. sell yep. it out. 100,000. Now, remember when WrestleMania 32 was there? I was there Same. in the press box. I was as well. 101,000 they announced. It was probably closer to 97, 98. We know that AT&T Stadium can hold upwards of 100, 100, 200, 4, depending on how they configure it, which they've used for whether it's you know football or the Final Four or boxing or concerts. So... It's interesting they decided to use AT&T Stadium for that, considering the fact that this year, WrestleMania is supposed to be in Los Angeles mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at SoFi. They decided to push SoFi to 2023. Now, how much of it has got to suck, though, To when you're in L.A., you're thinking last year, like, oh, my gosh, 2020 is so terrible, but at least, at least I, as an Angelino living in Southern California, in 2021, I get to see WrestleMania in person, and then you find out on Sunday night, actually, you got to wait two years to 2023. I mean, that's got to suck. I mean, as if living in Southern California doesn't suck enough. They got they got to get screwed this way, too. But, Stu, <laughs> I'll ask you, too. You know, uh, you talked about the the numbers for this year's WrestleMania in March, I think it's is it March or April this year? April, in Tampa? April tenth. Okay. It was supposed to be in March, right? Okay, it was supposed to be in March. It originally would be March in LA. Now it's April tenth and eleventh at Raymond James Stadium. Yeah, two days again, two days, two again. nights, yeah. and and I hear that there's going to be about twenty five thousand people each night. So I don't know what the I would assume that's that's no more than a third or so of the total capacity of that stadium. Yeah. So there is going to be some distancing. Uh, but I'll ask you guys here. You know, I have mixed feelings because. I want to see a WrestleMania with a crowd, but I don't want to see a WrestleMania with a crowd so bad that it may put the public health in jeopardy. Is it too soon this April, even in an outdoor stadium, limited capacity, one-third capacity, is it too soon for WrestleMania to come back in person with fans? I'll go with Stu first. Um, I, there's part of me, there's the, there's the public health part of me that says yes, but at the same time, we saw the NFL. Some of the teams did it with some sort of success. So if the NFL can do it, why not Vince? We know Vince, and, and you know as well as I do, wrestling is as dependent on the fan base as any sport or form of entertainment there is. The way a match flows depends on the, re- on the fans' reaction. So... I do want to see uh I do want to see fans in attendance at WrestleMania but I want it safe I want, whether they do pods or they do you know uh 3 or 4 and they spread them out um I don't want to see them clustered together in front of the hard camera uh I want to see the dots like we've seen in in the NFL season yeah, I think uh, I completely agree. Uh, I know if you look at other sports, not just the NFL, um, I mean, I think the first sport to really kick off during COVID was uh, Major League Soccer. Um, they did a really great job. If you look at the UFC over in Abu Dhabi just yesterday, they had fans. Um, now, minor fans, of course, in attendance. But I think, like Stu said, when it comes to the NFL uh 
capacity of fans that were allowed, it was very staggered. You might see, you know, a, a pair of five people on one end and then, you know, maybe two rows up another five or two rows mm-hmm. to the side, another five. If you stagger like that, you can do 25,000, not a problem in an NFL stadium. So I think that definitely would work. Um, and I think it's, it's going to be a telltale sign. This will be the pinnacle of, of wrestling moving forward. If this works, we can start looking at possibly SummerSlam. We can look at Survivor Series. We can look at more. We can look at maybe live crowds and getting rid of the Thunderdome and just doing it like that staggered. It's going to be very dependent on how good WrestleMania turns out. Now, so this year, we'll, we'll, they're planning, WWE's planning to have WrestleMania in person with a crowd, a limited crowd. Now, you remember last year, guys, WrestleMania for the first time had no crowd and in fact they didn't even have a thunderdome or anything at the time they didn't even have like people surrounding the ring it was completely silent so this is part of wrestlemania part of the awkwardness of wrestlemania last year was that it sounded a little like this and right back to the injured leg of Rhea Ripley. oh and a shot right to the face Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair are spent. That was a real clip from WrestleMania last year. I remember watching that match on my laptop and I'm thinking, oh my God, like I, I don't I don't want to have this too loud. My yeah, neighbors yeah. and my wife be wondering what I'm watching. So it was a little <laughs> bit weird. So it's just a reminder that the ambient noise of the crowd and everything is kind of is part of it. And it was just really, really awkward to have a completely silent WrestleMania last year. I understand why they did it. And I guess that's better than putting people in risk, but man, that was weird. But this year, hopefully guys, we will actually have a crowd there. If it's safe, cross my fingers and hope everything's good this year, because I don't want to go through that again. I don't want to go through that awkward uh, (laughs) experience of having to turn down my laptop. uh, You said it, you said, I I think, uh, you know, when I heard the audio, I could have guessed it, but WrestleMania would have been, would have not been in that guessing pool, I think. So uh, (laughs) it was James Pledger's browsing history. Exactly. I think that's what it was. Incognito mode. What I do on my time on the company computer is up to me. Incognito mode. Incognito. Be sure to sign in as Rob Thompson when you do. That's what I do. However, here's the question to you guys now, uh, before we get out of here for uh, a break, obviously the big question now becomes, if things get better, if this goes well, which obviously, like you said, Dan, fingers crossed, knock on wood, everything, um, you know, uh, you know, get some sage and make sure everything goes well, whatever you got to do. However, if this goes well, are we going to WrestleMania in Dallas, in Arlington? Are we, are we taking the chance and assuming that in a year's time, in one year, things will be better to have a full WrestleMania with a full crowd? All four of us here, all of us got to go to WrestleMania. We got to be there. We'll let Florida be the guinea pigs. Yes. They'll be the human experiments. Like always. Like always. Just like life. You know, we'll experiment on Florida, see what happens there. And hopefully it'll be safe by next year. AT&T Stadium, WrestleMania 2022. Hope they get all the kinks worked out. And I hope hope you get the full WrestleMania weekend experience. Let's hope independent wrestling comes back so we can see the different independent cards, WrestleCon, GCW. We hope to see, you know, uh, uh, Ring of Honor brings, you know, Supercard of Honor. That was my first Ring of Honor event was was the weekend of WrestleMania 32. Uh, Thanks to Ray Rowe, now Eric, the Viking Raiders. I was there for, I think it was night one. And, in fact, got to see Leo Rush live when he was still a, a rookie. 
Um, you know, that is that is a huge part of WrestleMania weekend are those events that you get to go to uh, outside of the big event. Absolutely, absolutely. He's Stu Myrick from Sports Guys Talking Wrestling. I'm Dangerous Dan Cialana with my tag team partner, Brandon Big Poppy Medina, James Pledger running the gorilla position. This is Down for the Counts on 1250 ESPN San Antonio, 94.5 FM, and on the go at ESPNSA.com slash wrestling. He was successful in just using his mouth to get the man off. What the... Whoa! What the, the hell is this place to be? What is Your this? eyes do not deceive you. The iconic Big Money Matt Hardy, the Kingmaker, has returned to the Impact Zone. What is going on, San Antonio? Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Down for the Count, your premiere wrestling talk show on espn san antonio my name is brandon big poppy medina that is dangerous dan cialana and we are joined with our good buddy Stu myrick over at sports guys talking wrestling guys impact wrestling a huge resurgence this past week and what do we think about the hard to kill pay-per-view what do you think Stu? you know i've been i've been touting impact wrestling for quite some time they have been on the uprise uh, been able to talk to several of their guys, talk to the Good Brothers a lot. This working relationship, so to speak, with AEW has been interesting to say the least. Uh, interesting that Matt Hardy and Private Party got to invade the Impact Zone. I think the last time we saw Matt Hardy there, he was broken. Uh, he was going on that the procuring tag team titles. Uh, right before he went to Ring of Honor with his brother Jeff, did the did the title thing there, and then showed up at WrestleMania 33 in Orlando. So, I've been a fan of of Impact Wrestling. I love the fact that they brought in Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown as commentators. Um, I've had a chance to talk with Matt Stryker several times. Great guy. Uh, I think I think his work is underrated. I thought his work with Lucha Underground was fantastic. Absolutely. Um, and 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 D'Lo Brown just you know such a such a knowledgeable man. So all in all, I think it's I think it's fun. I hope that whatever the end goal is between Impact and AEW, I hope both companies see success as a result of this whatever you want to call it this work working relationship crossover. The universe is crossing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I loved it. Obviously, Dan, uh, you know, I am a sucker for anything um, in, in insane and and bloodthirsty like Sammy Callahan's match <laughs> like that. match. Oh, you're a violent uh, man. The, you yeah, love the, violence. Bar, the barbed wire craziness that happened there. But not only that, Ken, uh, obviously seeing Kenny Omega on a, on a smaller stage like that was very interesting. The Good Brothers were incredible. I completely agree with Stu. I think Matt Stryker, as well as Vampiro, super underrated guys uh, behind the mic. I, as somebody who's a little younger, obviously, Dan, you know me, Stu. I'm only 24, going on 25. However, been a diehard fan. A person that I think is super underrated, too, that I haven't heard of since. I don't know what happened to him, but Joey Styles from the ECW days. Uh, I was a big fan of his work uh, as far as commentating and stuff like that, just bringing energy. But this pay-per-view, guys, really, really impressed me. It was cool to see um, different wrestlers that 
I had I've known about from Ring of Honor, from New Japan, from whatever the case, but seeing them all on one stage and getting uh, some attention. I mean, social media was blowing up, and this has to have been Impact's biggest day, uh, at least in wrestling, over the past three to five years. I mean, absolutely it's huge. And I got to ask you, Stu and Brandon, I, I I don't know if I'm a jerk or not. I didn't not watch the pay per view. Right. And you know this, Brandon. Last week, I, w- I was getting all hyped because I'm like, yeah, let's watch this Sammy Callahan thing. Let's watch this barbed wire. Let's watch this bloody thing. So I was very, very curious about Impact Wrestling, especially because of the AEW crossover. However, I was not $40 curious. <laughs> and I- I'm sorry to say that I just, it was hard for me to buy a pay-per-view just because Kenny Omega was going to be there. You know, it's like, all right, well, I mean. I, if you I, guys bought it, thank, you know, God bless you. But I don't know how many people actually got this. How many people actually are interested in paying $40 for a TV show for Impact Wrestling that you, it's hard to find? I think that having things like the WWE Network, NJPW World, Ring of Honor, Honor Club, I think that's, for lack of a better term, spoiled wrestling fans. Yes. Because I hear the same thing about AEW. Why do I want to pay 40 50 bucks? For a wrestling pay-per-view. Now, again, it's it's a matter of how invested do you want to be with this company or that company. Um, I will go back. You know, I'll go back to last year. Uh, Slamversary was was their big one when they brought in a lot of the talent that were cut by WWE, like the Good Brothers, like Brian Myers. You saw a lot of that infusion of talent Mm -hmm. at the same time they've gotten rid they've done their best to get rid for lack of a better term of the tna stink um it looks awful it's it's nothing like say when dixie carter ran it or and and i like jeff jarrett but when jeff ran it it's it's a different company and i think they you know they had the basis and i thought they were getting really good Obviously, the exposure for, with AEW has bumped it up to another level. Yeah, 100%. I, I think uh, th- this exposure was much needed for Impact Wrestling. I look forward to seeing what else they do. I will agree, though. I've been saying this, Dan, for at least the past year that we've been doing the show. Uh, I've been saying um, High Spots Network, if you're looking to, to jump on something that's independent, you know, Impact, those, those companies need to come together and somehow do something like this and if you need to charge more more than just you know ten dollars a month or whatever the case maybe it's fifteen dollars a month because there's so much or twenty dollars a month whatever but forty dollars for one pay-per-view that's very very old time thinking it's not with the times it's not with streaming it's not with the budgeting that i think people have already got accustomed to and so uh i firmly believe high spots network like uh you know the the new japan world uh ring of honor club you know all that stuff i think that together uh, New Japan has their own fan base, of course. That's like you know that that that's big enough to do their own thing. But I think Ring of Honor, Impact, uh, some some other companies, you know, GZW, whatever the case, can get together, start something like that, a streaming service. I think that would change the game massively uh, for very intrigued and very diehard wrestling fans like ourselves. I yeah, think part like, I, I ahead, think Sue. part of the problem is going to be that Impact Wrestling wants to do its own thing. They're not going to they're not going to want to pair up with say a high spots and i i've i've been on high spots through uh inspire now inspire ad used to be inspire pro wrestling mm-hmm. here in austin but 
they're going to want to do their own thing, just like Ring of Honor with Honor Club, just like New Japan with New Japan World. They're going to want their own thing. Now, they've got an app called Impact, Impact Plus. How they work their pay-per-views into that, and they already do these, you know, for lack of a better term, B-level pay-per-views. Like, they've got one coming up, No Surrender. They just did one before uh, Hard to Kill. Um, that's where they need to figure out how to work these in and bring that price point down yeah. to what wrestling fans expect now. Again, AEW is in a totally different realm. And they're going to keep it because that, but at the same time, they're only doing four or five pay-per-views. Kind of right. like the way it was back, way back when I was a teenager, uh, back in the, back in the, 80s and 90s when you when you only had two or three companies that were doing two or three national companies but aw is also on tnt they're on basic cable so you can find them very easily i mean i think we were even joking on the air a couple weeks ago about hey we said hey pledger like how do you or look up online how to how to order the impact wrestling pay-per-view and honestly like even for like i wanted to watch impact on tuesday i was like i think you go to twitch i think I, th- I yeah. don't know, or your Twitch or it's TikTok either, or something like that. I don't know. Either Twitch, or if you're lucky, you have access TV on yeah. on your cable system. It's just hard to find. It's too hard to find. Obviously, you know, uh, not Ring the first of, time Brandon's heard that. Listen, <laughs> Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor has had some of the same troubles. Uh, I think the, the the here's the here's the big deal though, Dan and Stu. I think you'll agree with me um, pretty heavily. If wrestling oh. fans want to watch it, you're going to find it. You're going to do what you need to do to so find it. You're saying it. I'm not a real fan. Is that what you're no, saying? What I'm saying That's is what you're saying. We stay up for <laughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling. We stay up for Wrestle Kingdom, yeah. right? We find yeah. Wrestle Kingdom, we figure that out. We 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 lose sleep to watch New Japan. It's not that hard. We're very blessed with this thing called the internet that you can find anything you need to do. The, the only internet. Thing is, the only thing is you're absolutely correct for somebody that maybe is a casual fan. It's just way too hard to find. Uh, and, and then not only that, to, to pay that price point, it's just not going to happen for most. Right. Well, and, and again, Access TV does not have the exposure on cable that a TNT does or yeah. or USA Network for WWE. Uh, Ring of Honor, you know, their problem is it's a, it, they're owned by a broadcasting corporation, Sinclair, which has all these affiliates all across the country, plus they've got all the regional sports networks, Fox Sports Southwest here in Austin and San Antonio. So that's, but at the same time there, it's different times. So it's still a little weird. Ring of Honor has a has a reputation. They've been getting better. They've got some incredible talent, you know, from, from, uh, uh, from Dak Draper, Dan Housen, you know uh, the the uh, the guys that are run with Shane Taylor, those guys. Like you said, yes. If you are a hardcore wrestling fan, you're going to find it. If you're a casual fan, it may be a little harder. Now, we, uh, Brandon, we only have a couple more minutes left with Stu Myrick here from Sports Guys Talking Wrestling. So I want to switch gears and ask you, Stu, about something controversial that our friend Mark Calloway, the Undertaker, said. Uh, he was on Joe Rogan's podcast, and he was a little bit critical, a little bit critical of the current product at WWE. Here's what The Undertaker had to say about what's wrong with today's WWE. Um, you, do you still follow uh, WWE now? Are you still? Yeah, yeah, because I think, you know, once things kind of start to lighten up, hopefully. You know, Can you enjoy it as a fan, or is it like, are you too close to it? I try. Uh, 
it's tough right now for me because it's the product has changed so much and uh it's kind of soft mm. you know are you gonna uh, get in trouble for saying that probably <laughs> I, I probably piss a lot of people off but they need to hear it i right. mean you know i mean it it is what it is um but to the young guys oh he's you know he's a bitter old guy you right know, i'm not bitter I, I did my time i'm, I'm good I walked away when I wanted to walk away. I just think the product is is a little uh, uh, a little soft. There's guys. There's obviously there's guys here and there that that have an edge to them, uh, but there's 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 too much pretty, not enough substance. I think right now. Stu Myrick, I love the Undertaker. I know everybody, everybody on this screen and everybody listening loves Mark Calloway, the Undertaker, but Stu. Is the Undertaker kind of going into okay boomer category here, where he just one of these old guys <laughs> who are just like things aren't as you know wrestling peaked in 1971, everything after that sucks. What's wrong? Is Back the Undertaker right? Day. I would say, and you know, realize I'm in the same city as the Undertaker and Joe Rogan for that matter. My my guess is he just walked across the street because I think they live in the same neighborhood. Um. I don't think it's quite that bad. And I, I, I am lucky enough. I get to go to Wichita Falls for the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame induction every year. I've been to Cauliflower Alley Club. I've heard a lot of those legends. A lot of, lot of the old timers. Um, Undertaker hasn't gotten close to that. Is he right? I think, I think there might be a case to be made for it. It is, it is definitely different. It is not as, uh, for lack of a better term, rough as it was when he was trying to get discovered by Fritz von Erich. You know, um, and they and there are different things. You know, wrestlers today, back way back then when he got started, and even before, it was it was almost expected in the in the locker room. For them to have, you know, cold beer, whiskey, play cards, whatever. Now, not so much. Video games. It's video games. It's talking anime. Um, it's and I've been in some. I've been in some of those independent locker rooms. I believe me. I've seen it. Um, I had I had Mike Sempervivi on my show uh, a couple weeks ago from Wrestling Observer, and we talked about the fact that we are all sports guys. Yes, we love wrestling. But we also love football and baseball and basketball, as Mike. Our breed is starting to not be as prevalent. Um, it's 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 more of the and I'm I'm like Undertaker, I'm probably gonna make some people mad. <laughs> uh oh. But it is more of the comic book, video game, anime crowd. And not as much, you know, just sports, sports guys, sports. But also, you know. it's less drugs. It's less backstage abuse, less ribbing, less sexism, less everything bad. Yes, racism. So, and for that, and racism, for that, everything, you know, less underage, you know, uh, yes. ring, ring girl action going on, you know, I mean. And for that, I am grateful. I am so glad that right, we've gotten right. past that. But there are certain things that they have also gotten past that, Maybe should find a way to return. 
maybe a healthy medium. I mean, I don't want to go back to the old yeah. days where before there was a wellness policy, back when the guys and girls in wrestling felt like they needed to be drunk all the time right. or be on painkillers to get through everything because the companies were not taking care of them. You know, now they make fun of them. Oh, the young guys, they got catering. It's like, you know what? I want, I, I want them to do better. I want the wrestlers these days to not have the same struggles as the old wrestlers did because I want them to live longer. And apparently that makes me, you know, soy boy millennial but here. But I couldn't agree more. Believe me. Again, I see a lot of those legends. I've, I've, I've been been able to sit down with a lot of those legends. One of my, one of my most, and I'll, I'll wrap up with this. One of my most favorite memories is I was uh, hired. I was doing ring announcing for a promotion up north of Dallas. I got there early. There is James Beard, our good, a good friend former NWA referee, world-class referee, and Killerton Brooks, the late Killerton Brooks. And I just sat down and listened to them tell stories for uh, at least two hours. And it was it was two of the best hours I could ever remember. But to see Killer in the shape he's in, and yes, he's an older man, but to see him in that shape and to see some of these, some of these legends that are in the shape they are, um, I work a lot with NFL alumni here in Austin. So I understand being around football legends and they've been beat up. These wrestling legends have been beat up too. So if, if a lot of that goes away to where a, you know, Kofi Kingston doesn't end up as bad, I'm all for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Stu Myrick, sports guys talking wrestling. Always good to have you on the show. Thank you for for joining us. Uh, We love talking to you. Uh, How do we find you online, Stu? Uh, find, you can find me on Twitter and Twitter, Instagram at Stu Myrick, S T E W M Y R I C K find sports guys talking wrestling on Twitter at S G T W A T X and on Instagram at sports guys talking wrestling. And of course we air Wednesday nights on the horn here in Austin, the flagship station of the Texas Longhorns. Yeah, Brandon, hopefully Stu will send us that, uh, Credentials. You know, the, the credentials for Impact Wrestling, or you yeah, know, I mean, maybe just slide Listen, we all get around. I mean, maybe you know, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. However, if, if, if it landed in my lap, I'd be okay yeah, with that. Exactly. However, we're going from our buddy over there at Sports Guys Talking Wrestling to Wrestlers Talking Trash. We got to be talking about this Mark Henry Ryback situation. That's going to be a fun one. Keep it locked. Ninety-four-five FM, twelve fifty AM. You are live with Down for the Count on ESPN San Antonio. You can follow us online as well as follow the show at ESPNSA.com slash wrestling. If you're not down with that, we got two words for you! The red leg is trapped between the cage and the post. And that's a dangerous spot to be. His leg could be snapped right now. And doing just that, almost like a modified stretch muffler. Hung out to Tommaso Ciampa, that surgically repaired knee of his. And Ciampa going to tap out it's on the front. It's over! It's over! From last night's NXT, Timothy Thatcher defeating Tommaso Ciampa. Fight pit. Yeah, someone who's That's undefeated. I'm, I'm undefeated. 
He's undefeated. I'm Dangerous Dan Cialana. He's my tag team partner, Brandon Big Poppy Medina. Also undefeated, James Pledger running the gorilla position. James Pledger has to have a huge undefeated streak. The guy is always here. I'm sorry, you cut out. He has a huge what? I'm sorry. He has a huge. Uh, Anyway, that's what James I hear. Pledger, James yeah. Pledger is uh, is the man. Obviously, he is the man with the plan running in things backstage for us. So we appreciate that. Hey guys, check us out on Facebook Live. We are here to answer any questions. Tune in with us. Are hey, we yeah, on camera? Absolutely. Hey, listen. Crap. <laughs> hey, come on now. However, uh, if you can't find us on Facebook Live, you can find us on Twitter. He is at Dan for the count. I am at Big Poppy Brandon M. James Pledger yeah. is at I am Pledger. And our beautiful show is on Twitter where you can follow all the podcasts, check us out, uh, talk to us. Obviously, we'll ignore you, but talk to us, no doubt. However, that is at DFTC Podcast and at DFTC Wrestling Podcast on Facebook. Now, Dan Cialana, let me uh -oh. talk to you, brother. Listen, me and you are good friends, right, man? Yeah. And you would never say something, you know, pretty harsh behind my back, would you? Hurtful? No. Of course. No. However, Dan, me and you, I think, care about success right we care about championships we do and we we take this seriously even absolutely. though we, we, we make uh wee wee jokes on the air we do take this sports yes. and entertainment form of wrestling very seriously absolutely however one person that does not to not many people surprise uh because no, he no. looks like an awful person is mr ryback if you remember that mr feed me more ryback uh made some questionable comments that got one of the nicest guys, I believe, uh, ever in, in wrestling, Mr. Mark Henry, who's yeah. an Olympian, literally, one of the strongest men in the world, pissed him off enough to make some comments on his show. Did you did you hear about this, Dan? How'd you hear about this? I did. I did, you know. And, you know, what Ryback said, it was, it was a thing where, like, he picked a fight. Ryback picked a fight that he did not need to pick. Yes. Uh, it was just WWE on Fox just randomly a few days ago put out a tweet saying hey just kind of a you know just a fun thing saying hey who's the best superstar to never win the wwe championship and former wrestler former wwe wrestler ryback says wrestling's he tweeted back wrestling's fake guys and the championships are props to market entertainers as champions ryback continues nobody has actually ever won or lost a prop as scripted physical entertainment is incapable of that this tweet explains so much though on your TV deal with them. So Ryback used that no need. No need that, that word, that that F word. We can call it entertainment. We can call wrestling predetermined, but we cannot use that F word about wrestling. And obviously it upset a lot of people. And on the uh, Busted Open radio show, Mark Henry had this to say about Ryback. You're an asshole. And I hope you know how to fight for real. Because you know, and I know, there's a lot of people that'll whoop your ass. If, if I saw you, I would tell you, hey, man, you're an asshole. And if you want it with me, I, you could get the first one. Go ahead. Your punches taste like candy. And it's a bunch nice. of guys out there that feel the same way that I do, the way you yeah. talk on our business. I feed my family with this business. This show, hey, it's a show about wrestling. I'm not an active talent. I'm not an employee. But I love the business enough to not let you sit here and talk shit and trivialize it because you failed, because you didn't achieve, that you didn't become a champion. So you feel like it's something that's given. It's a prop. You're wrong. 
Wow. Brandon, can you Listen. explain? Some people may not understand. They go, hey, wrestling's entertainment. It's not a, quote, real sport. But why does this word fake offend so many wrestlers and people and wrestling fans in general? Why? Do, how come you can say it's entertainment, but people get upset when they call it fake? You know, before I answer that, Dan, I just want to say, if you ever catch me on the South Side, that is going to be my number one go-to thing now. Your punches taste like candy. That's, <laughs> that's the hardest thing I ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> Anyways, uh, when it comes to that that beautiful F word, not the four-letter one. Uh, well, I guess it is a four-letter It one. is four uh, letters. Yeah, exactly. However, um, when it comes to calling wrestling fake, I think what, what really gets people you know, upset and what really gets them heated is the fact that we have lost so many wrestlers. It's a proven fact, Dan. You and I both know, I'm sure Pledger knows, you can go look statistically, wrestlers have died younger than any other sport. I mean, in NFL, than anything else. They don't have health care a lot of times. They're, they're, they're not considered full-time workers. They're considered um, yeah. what is it, what, what independent is it? contractors. Independent contractors. So, you know, health care. Um, you know, hotel stays, flights, yeah, pay their all dues. Stuff. And when you're working the indie circuit, you, you're, you're getting Even paid worse. $20 and, and just like, and you just, and you, and you miss your family and you sacrifice everything. Yes. And even though, yes, it is entertainment, it's predetermined. But when you call something fake, if I call you a fake, Brandon, if you're an actor, let's just say you're, you're on a stage or on TV and I said, okay, you're an actor, you're, you're playing a role. But if I say, Brandon, you're a fake. That means I think you're a phony and that you're trying to rip someone off and you're trying to deceive right. someone. So that's why people get so upset with the word fake. And Ryback, he's been a wrestler. He should know better. He, like it's that. almost he just wanted, you know, and, and, and we're, we're playing into his whole thing because apparently he just wants to be talked about because who the hell's talking about Ryback? Yeah, exactly. he's disrespectful. It, it, it's rude. And it, people could say it's just a word. It's just a word. But. All the people, all the wrestlers we've had on this show, all of them have made sacrifices. Huge, their bodies, their, yeah. their everything, their time. Some of them lost marriages. They've lost years of, of their life. And what they do hurts. It's not a trampoline. The wrestling ring is not a trampoline. So to call it fake and for Ryback to call it fake, it was just BS. Now, and yeah, I hope Mark Henry doesn't get a chance to. I think someone's going to get his ass whooped. I, 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 hope, <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, absolutely. But not only that, then you look at the mental challenges as well that we, we've yeah. seen. We've seen wrestlers go off the deep end. We've seen wrestlers commit crimes. We've seen wrestlers overdose. We've seen wrestlers commit suicide. I mean, yeah. it's, it, 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 it is unlike any other sport. There is no off-season. We've said this so many times. You are on the road, away from family, getting hurt. My good friend, shout out to my buddy, Michael Tani. He used to try to wrestle. Dan, this guy, I've known him since I was seven. Me and him close. He, he was living the boyhood dream. He wanted to be a wrestler? Go be a yeah. wrestler. He went down every day in high school. He'd come over to my house and his back would be black and bruised. There's times his black, his back would be bleeding from taking chair shots or practicing body slams. Um, I mean, it's no joke. And the thing is whether what you're seeing on TV resonates with you or not, the training mats and the, the, the ring itself is wood and then it has springs, but this is not a trampoline. So, I mean, you look at guys like a Ric Flair, you look at the people who can't even walk Mick Foley, Broken every almost every single bone in his damn body. You look at, you know, uh, Kurt Angle who has to bend his knees when he walks because his knees are so shot. That guy is an Olympic gold medalist in wrestling, and his body has been through so much where he can barely walk now. I mean, th this, there, there's nothing fake about it besides the fact that it's scripted, and even then, it does not do justice um, to call the sport itself fake simply for the sacrifices 
of their own bodies, limbs, and lives in general. You know, and I don't want to talk about Ryback too much longer here, and I know we got to go to break, but Ryback says, like, oh, you know, no one's ever really won a wrestling championship. Okay, yes, the company puts you in that role. Yeah. But every single person, except for a few, but most of the people who win championships in wrestling, yes, it is handed to the, it is given to them by the company, but it's given to them because they've earned it. Right. It's not simply a prop. And Ryback should know better. So before we go to break, all of us here on camera, raise your hand if you believe. I'm going to do a, a scientific poll here. Okay, raise here your hand if Ryback is an a-hole. Easy. I count one, three two, three. three, three people on camera. So it's unanimous. There will be no recount. There will be no court cases. Ryback is an a-hole. That's what I'm talking about. No, stop the count. The vote is in. That's what I'm talking about. Keep it locked in. 94.5 FM, 1250 AM. And we come back, we are going to be talking about what happened today in wrestling history, as well as saying our beautiful goodbyes. This is Down for the Count. Keep it locked on ESPN San Antonio and follow us online at ESPNSA.com slash wrestling. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> oh, he put him into the post. He put Perfect into the post. Actually, he was saved by the post that time, I think. Saved? How do you get saved hitting the post? Well, we're looking for the post. He'll go over the top. Here he goes. Brandon, did you recognize those voices on commentary? That was that was such a blast from the past. It was. So we got Tony Schiavone. Oh, sorry. And Ventura, right? Jesse Ventura and Tony Schiavone, or yes. Skivone, as as Jericho likes to call him. <laughs> Actually, so yeah, Tony Schiavone spent a very short time in WWE, maybe two or three years at the most. Uh, so yeah, that your ears did not deceive you. Uh, the the guy you guys know as a WCW guy and AW guy spent a little time in Stanford, Connecticut for WWF. That was Royal Rumble 1990, 31 wow. years ago today. WWF, excuse me, WWF champion Hulk Hogan eliminates Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect, to win the Royal Rumble. And this was just for funsies because he was already the champion. There was it was just for bragging rights. So <laughs> that's all it was. Good That's times. all it was. That was when Hulk Hogan was doing his thing, throwing N words around, going crazy. That's what I'm talking about. However, Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah, but the I know 1990 Royal yeah. Rumble. Keep it uh, positive I, here. I believe it was considered <laughs> one of the one of the one of the best rumbles actually that 90 Royal Rumble. I believe there was a bunch of Hall of Famers um, in that Rumble, so that's definitely one to go watch if you have the WWE Network. Uh, obviously, we have the Royal Rumble coming up next weekend. Dan, is the excitement picking up? What I, I here's the thing. First things first. What would you change about the marketing for the Royal Rumble? I would want it to be like the old... Okay, I'm sounding like an old guy again, but... Here we go. Here we go. I don't like how Thunder. WWE wrestlers just get on TV and declare themselves. Like, Dude, I'm in the go. Royal Rumble. Here like, we go. Can we just pretend like that there's some kind of authority figure and that you actually have to earn your way into the Royal Rumble? That used to be the thing. You go, you go up to you know the general manager and say, I want to be in the Royal Rumble, and you prove yourself. You couldn't just get on TV and be like, hey, everybody, I'm going to be in the Royal Rumble. That's not how life works. No, sadly, sadly. However, 
I agree with you, Dan, and I'm going to add a little layer to that. I miss the old early 2000s days whenever it was kind of like a lotto and you had to go pick your own ball and then nobody knew what number you were. Yeah, all the balls would be in there and you had to grab them and to see see where you would enter in. But just uh, one ball. Just one ball. Oh, you grab one ball. Yeah, Yeah. one ball. You can't grab a hand. You have the drawing. And famously, the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase, actually uh, paid someone off and actually got number 30 one time. But then the next year, he drew number one. So he got what was coming to him. What color were those balls? Uh, well, it depends. I, I think it, it, I don't know. It depends on how well they were taken care of, I guess. Yeah. Depends if they were moisturized and stuff, but I think, uh, yeah. you know, looking at it, uh, I really enjoyed those old Royal rumbles. So I think we'll see what's going to happen, but I agree. I think these days, Dan, I feel like maybe 16 of the 30 entrants are really interesting and the others are kind of just thrown together. Uh, I really hope they push more NXT like they did last year. This last rumble was actually really fun to watch. Um, Obviously, we've already given our predictions, but with Royal Rumble just around the corner, Dan, how excited are you? And do you think WWE still has a way to go to build up the excitement for fans like us? I'm always excited for the Royal Rumble. I I, I don't recall any Royal Rumble that I never actually enjoyed. I even enjoyed those quote-unquote greatest Royal Rumbles that were in Saudi Arabia. And WWE considers those canon, so we're stuck with them forever. Royal Rumble is always fun. It's a good wrestling pay-per-view to watch with someone who's maybe not a big fan. Because it's fun. It's like, who's going to come out? There's always surprises. Um, I still go with my prediction that The Rock will be the winner of the Royal Rumble. Get out of here. The Rock will be the winner of the Royal Rumble. He will come out number 30 and win the Royal Rumble on January 31st on the WWE Network. That is going to happen. That must happen. That is our destiny. Here's a promise. If The Rock does that, everybody, we are going to be doing a two-hour show. We're going to fight. Uh, we're going to be <laughs> fighting everybody to the nail because the whole hour is going to be talking about The Rock uh, coming back to WWE. Um, it's going to be incredible. I love it. I know even people uh, who are moderate fans, Dan, this is what makes people want to tune into wrestling. The Royal Rumble, I think, speaks for itself above just WrestleMania because this is where storylines start to become determined. And this is where uh, true major players in wrestling um, start to really, I guess, spread their wings. And, you know, these superstars really become uh, superstars and come into their own. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. And Royal Rumble is the official start to the road to WrestleMania. Yes. And uh, it's, it's a fun time. If, if there's any time that that's, it's really fun to be a wrestling fan, it's between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Looking forward to it. It's going to be great. So we have one more week next week to fight about how The Rock's going to win the Royal Rumble. Yes. Yeah, it's going to happen. I'm telling you. I'm telling you it's going to happen. We will definitely fight about it. However, um, I mean, you know, Dan, are you a fan at all of going to look at old Rumbles to prepare for this one? I'm, I'm that type of guy where I get so excited. Next week, all I'm going to be doing is watching old Rumble pay-per-views, at least the Royal Rumble themselves, just to get excited and think about who might be coming up in this one. I think so. I think that's a good idea. And I think one Royal Rumble everyone should go watch back again from back in the day i think it was royal rumble like 92 or 93 this was when uh rick flair won rick flair won with the help of hulk hogan wow uh because uh hulk hogan let's see what happened no hulk hogan yeah he helped rick flair win Sid Justice, and, Sid, and then he got, he was fighting with Sid Justice, and i think my theory Sid is this Justice. was hulk hogan's actual heel turn because he helped a bad guy win that was huh. the original Hulk Hogan heel turn. That and then he, he he got in that rivalry with Sid Justice. 
It's good times. I think it was 92 or 93. And uh, that was the first time that the Royal Rumble actually decided the winner of the WWF Championship. So Ric Flair won his first WWF Championship at that Royal Rumble. There you go. Historian Dan Cialana. I think the 99 Royal Rumble Absolutely. with Stone Cold was incredible, as well as the 2007 Royal Rumble that was here in San Antonio. If you haven't seen that one, that's the first with ECW and some of the hardcore legends. You have tables in there, chairs in there. That was one of the most wild Royal Rumbles. So if you're looking, yep. obviously, make sure to tune into WWE Network. Dan, that is going to be January 31st, correct? Yep. All right. Yep. A week Rumble. from Sunday. We are on the road to WrestleMania, Dan Cialana. We are. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. It has been an absolute pleasure. This is Down for the Count on ESPN San Antonio. Once again, follow us at DFTC Podcast on Twitter, at DFTC Resting Podcast on Facebook. You can follow Dan at Dan for the Count, as well as myself at Big Poppy Brennan M and Pledger at I am Pledger. And that's the bottom line is Down for the Count. Said Said so. so. Follow Down for the Count on Twitter at DFTC Podcast.